In the name of the loving, life-giving, and liberating God who is Blessed Trinity. Amen. So we had a clergy retreat this past week at Camp Chanko. Uh, it's across the river from Jamestown. And the former presiding bishop, uh, Catherine Jeffert Shorey, came and led the program. I joined the Episcopal Church right as her tenure was ending, so I didn't know as much about her as maybe some of you do. But I knew that she was a biologist and that she championed creation care while she was presiding bishop. So, of course, her focus at the retreat was on creation care. And my first thought was, oh, that's so old hat. <laughs> Not that I don't care about creation care, but we are all on board with creation care. Why talk about it more? It's a little like our gospel today. We've got that part about David, which seems confusing. It manages to make something simple sound strange. All Jesus is saying is that the Messiah is not just in the line of David. The Messiah is the Son of God. It only confuses us because that's not new information to us. The beginning of this gospel reading isn't new to us either. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. These are foundational to our faith. They're foundational to Judaism as well. You can find both of these statements in the Old Testament. In fact, in Leviticus, which we often avoid. Even when Jesus said it, this wasn't anything new. This is what Jews had been teaching for centuries. So we hear this proclamation from Jesus and we think, check, absolutely, yes, Jesus, we believe that. So what now? At the clergy retreat, we retread a lot of ground. Some of the introductory material was new information-wise. Bishop Catherine, after all, is a biologist, so she understands ecological systems in all of their intricacy. And she delved into some of that. But I already understood the base concept. I didn't need to hear a specific example of interconnectedness to know we need to take care of the earth. But as the retreat progressed, I found myself making new connections. We were invited to wander in the woods at Camp Chenko to breathe the fresh air to take note of the insects and the creatures moving through their lives that we might not stop to see on an average day. We heard the quieter life of creation, even amid the buzz of a distant leaf blower that told us how we usually interact with nature. <laughs> the next day, Bishop Catherine asked a familiar question who is our neighbor? And having walked through the woods, reorienting myself to the world around me, I knew that it was not just people, but all of creation 
who was my neighbor. The things we do or don't do will affect every living thing, and we cannot care for our human neighbors if we will not care for creation. Just like we cannot love our creator if we will not care for those whom God has made. There's something I learned about the two greatest commandments that has changed how I've heard them ever since. The thing that Jesus says in the middle, the second is like it. I've always heard that as the second is in the same category. The first and the second are similar. Actually, what Jesus is saying is that the second is the same. You cannot love God if you do not love your neighbor. Or to put it in a more positive light, when you love your neighbor, you are loving God. We cannot do one without the other. Just like we cannot exist apart from each other or in spite of each other, we are all interwoven. But do you know what else was important about this retreat? To wrap it all up, we celebrated Eucharist together, and in place of a sermon, we all shared what we were doing to encourage creation care. One church was working on installing solar panels. Another had begun work on geothermal energy system. Many had planted gardens for pollinators or to feed the community. Some had replaced their light bulbs as we have done. They partnered with local organizations, just like we have with Lynn Haven River now. Everyone was doing something to encourage creation care. And that gave me such hope and joy because it might not have been like that even a decade ago. Jesus tells us that the kingdom of God has come near and we live in that dream of a world where sorrows are no more, where we and all of creation are whole. But often we feel the pain of that kingdom that is already and not yet. We look around us and God's dream for the world feels so far away. It seems as if there's no path from here to there. We get caught up in the distance and we don't remember to look around ourselves. Because the good news is that each of us has started something. It may be in the vein of creation care, it may be something else. Whatever we are doing, we are living in the kingdom one step at a time. And maybe we'll find that when we hear that Bible verse that is old hat to us again, we will be able to look around and see all the love that we have poured into those around us, all the love that they have poured back. And we will find that as a body, we are making a change in the world around us. <clears throat> Amen.